Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, this is a GDP Minute. So I just had my buddy Manny Bermudez up on the show, and Manny is fighting at UFC Boston. It's actually UFC on ESPN 6 on October 18th, so it means when this comes out in a couple days. And so Manny is coming off his last fight versus Casey Kenny, where he took an L, and he's now recuperating, got a call to fight Charles Rosa, who's also coming up on the show probably in a couple days from when you guys hear this. And so Manny talked about what it means to him fighting at the Garden. He gave a little bit of motivational talk in there, and he's a Massachusetts dude, and he's 25, and he's fighting at the TD Garden. Like, that's wicked fire. He talked about uh, kind of what he learned from the last fight on a technical standpoint, and he talked about why uh he talked about some of his preparation for this fight because he's now fighting at 145 pounds and not 135 so his weight cut's not as insane but it's still pretty nuts so two big takeaways he talked about just being the dude who never quit he was never the best fighter but he just literally didn't stop and so that's kind of where he is where he's at today he says he believes in manifestation which i thought was really fire and uh where he wants to take his career from here and how he now negotiates with sponsors. He's picking up the business end. It's my guy, man. Looking forward to the fight and looking forward to Charles coming up here too. That is a GDP minute. Whoa. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the dear God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek, your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes, you are Dercules, the god of the forest. <laughs> Season five. Posted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, motherfucker. What's up? Okay, hey, sorry about the quick 30-second lapse, but this is Connor Hallway, and this is the Golden Hours Podcast, and you know how we rockin' over here, baby boy. If you by chance get any sort of value or entertainment or any sort of information from the episode, all we ask, man, is just share it with a friend. I'm getting better at this podcast. <laughs> I'm talking quick. Yeah. And listen, we have not one, but two extremely special guests not often can you run an episode with two friends, <laughs> one old and one new. And so, before we move on and I introduce my guest, yeah, baby boy, pull up to the mic. This is your moment. This is your moment, baby boy. This is Wasim. Yes, sir. Tell them who you are. One of Con- Connor's uh, old-time buddies from high school. Wasim calls me nearly every day, which I actually do enjoy because it's like, you know what? I got friends out there. You feel me? But he's been totally like, oh, my God, I like the podcast. I like what's happening. So I've been like, yo, bro, just show up to one. Just show up to an episode. Just show up. And he's like, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm actually going to do it. And so I was like, all right, you know, a good episode, a good relaxed episode. Be like, yo, come, come to Manny's episode. That'd be a good one. Hey, you're making me sound like I'm scared. <laughs> no, not that, bro. You, I'm just trying to introduce you to new things. Yeah. Well, he's been studying for a CPA, so. 
like tucked in the library. He's like a CPA slash, you know, uh, Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He's like a combination of the two. <laughs> Man, the CPA is absolutely trash. That's a one year <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> I'm done. Everyone always says that who says to the CPA, they're like, I'm just going to do it for a year and then I'm going to get I'm gonna into quit. something else. I'm, no, I'm dead serious though. <laughs> what, type of, what type of commitment is that, bro? You got, you got to be the best accountant of all time. I'm not going to be an accountant. <laughs> hey, there's a, there's a little bit. White, there's a little bit of white noise here. I think it's on. Okay. And so, with that being said, we have. There have been very few guests who have had a diamond hour. This is the, the third one, and I have someone I admire a lot because we're the same age, and my my dudes totally manifested his dreams like not even to sound totally dramatic but like he's literally living out his dreams how fire is that at 25 right 25 yeah 25 it was a little dramatic but well, dude i'm just proud of you man it's like i know you now thank you but on my right prime to fight is it october 18th october 18th prime to fight october 18th at the td garden Manny Bermudez. <laughs> That's it. I sound like Bruce Buffett. <laughs> Can you give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name's uh, Manny Bermudez. I'm a 14-1 and professional UFC fighter. Uh, my next fight, like you said, is uh, October 18th down at the TD Garden. Uh, I'll be fighting Charles Rosa, who's 11-3. and three. Uh, I'm not quite sure how old Charles is. but 33. 33, so I'm a 33-year-old man, Charles Rosa. And he's a Rosa. He's a Rosa. So for quick synopsis, <laughs> Charles will also be coming up onto the podcast. And he is Mikey Bonkers, a.k.a. Mikey Caffeine Pills' his cousin. So, yeah. I mean, if he's anything like Mike, man, you got your hands full, dog. <laughs> made me spill coffee on myself. <laughs> Do you like the rocket fuel? It's, it's good. It tastes good. Um, Big coffee guy. <laughs> so when you had started initially training... Like, when you were, what, like, 14, 13, 14? Was that, like, always, like, yo, damn, it would be so incredible if I could fight at the TD Garden or fight where the Bruins and Celtics play? I, I think the UFC was more um, w was more of, like, the, the thing that would have been super cool. Um, the TD Garden, I would, you know, because I'm, I'm from East Boston, so I would, I would always drive by it. And then um, I always saw that as, like, a... Uh, hockey slash basketball venue i never thought it was like, gonna be like a fighting mm -hmm. and, and and so i think the ufc's only had five events over there and it's probably gonna be a six one and so you know it, i just didn't like like put the two together so i, I never really thought of it as, as a place that i would ever be competing ever be working nothing like that so then being able to have this chance to, to go over there and then you know fight in front of all my friends all my family i think it's gonna be pretty sick well, yeah, but, like, when you're growing up and, like, you're dreaming, like, yo, this would be, like, me at the highest level of, like, yeah. what I could do. What, what did that look like when you were young? Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I, like. Like, just, just like, fighting in, like, a, a back alley type thing? No, for, like, <laughs> yeah, like, so I could, I could always see, like, the, the octagon. Like, that would be the spot that I always wanted to fight in, the UFC. But I never really, I never really thought about the stadium. I never really thought about the, uh. The venues. I never thought of like all the surrounding stuff. It was only just fighting at like in, in that cage, you know, and getting paid for it and having that just be my only job. Did you picture you fighting somebody, like when you were visualizing it? Was there someone specific? You're like, yo, I maybe I'll 
I'll be fighting Max Holloway. No, because I like so when they talk about me fighting Uriah Faber, that like that to me was really weird because I grew up watching him. Mm-hmm. I thought that like by the time that I would be, you know, in the mix a little bit, all these guys that I'd been growing up watching were gonna be retired and gonna be, you know, you know, kind of like out the door. I know these dudes have longevity. I know, like, and they, a lot of these guys are coming back. They're like taking little breaks, like you know, resting their brains, coming back stronger. So. I mean, it's interesting. It's cool. Uriah just came off a win, too. He just beat this kid, Ricky Simone. Who is Randy Costa fighting? Is this the guy's name Boston? Yeah, his name's Boston Salmon. <laughs> Was he an Asian dude? Uh, Hawaiian, I think. Hawaiian? Hawaiian, yeah. First name Boston, last name Salmon. I know. What is he, uh, was that like a marketing play on the UFC's part? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I met him one time. I went to the PI. and um, The guy's name is Boston Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's so like, I, yo, that sounds like an incredible dish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I went down there and I didn't realize, like, I, I see a lot of faces, so I get like kind of confused, but uh, and I get punched in the head. But so I, <laughs> we I, know. I, but, but, but I saw him and I was just like, I was like, oh hey, bud, how you doing? And he's like, oh hey, you're, you're from Boston, right? And I, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm from Boston. And I didn't, like put two and two that his name was Boston too, and he just kind of started laughing to himself, and then like. I was like, all right, this is weird. And then, like, <laughs> he, he turned around, walked away, and then that's when I got the joke. And I was like, oh, Boston. Boston. By that time, it's too late. So I just kept walking. Is he bantamweight? Yeah, bantamweight. So you're jumping up weight class completely this time? Yeah, I'm going up one. Whoa. Is that a big deal one. for you? Uh, it means I don't have to cut as much weight. Yeah. 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 So. How, how tough has it been? Because, dude, you were in the middle of your cut last time. Like with the last episode we were in, and yeah. you're like, yo, bro, I got 35 pounds to go. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yo, dude, yeah. I feel for you, bro. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely not fun cutting that much weight. So having having the opportunity to kind of, you know, like, it's tough because, it, you know, t- I got 10 extra pounds that I don't have to lose, but it's still a big weight cut. You know, I, like the PI guys were, were comparing me to other 45ers, and I'm just as big, if not bigger, than than most of those guys, too. So, uh you know, I can't take this cut lightly either. Was it inevitable though that you had to jump up? I don't know. We're, we're still we're still trying to see if I'm going to stay at this weight class or I'm going to end up coming back down. Because it, it, the the thing is, that it requires a whole lifestyle change, you know. So it's just like getting acclimated to that first before we start like committing to it. Because then, you know, like if, if I mess up again and miss weight again, then it's like, all right, come on, like what are you what are you doing? What do you mean it's a lifestyle change? Like I I can't I can't like. For me to be able to eat how I want and all that stuff, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. At 145? 35. Yeah, but oh, so you can, you have a little more room with your diet now? Yeah, yeah. So like you still hitting that Brazilian steaks, steak shop up the street? Well, it's, it's like in between camps, you know? In yeah. between camps, I just get a little more uh, leeway with uh, 45 than I do 35. Where are you at with the cut right now? Uh, I, I, still, I still got some weight. <laughs> still well, dude, when I had seen you fight in the last fight, yeah. Mind you, from the last podcast when you were on ESPN, oh yeah, love your wrist, bro. Looking, yeah. looking yeah. big, sexy. Yes, sir, baby boy. <laughs> there was a bro. I saw your face on ESPN. And I was like, yo, this dude got so thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that and that definitely uh, was something I was feeling too. You know, because it was like I went through like two months of just cutting weight, cutting weight, cutting weight, and then mentally you're just like you're drained and you're done and you're over it and you don't want to be doing it and you still have 15 pounds to cut the last day you know <laughs> so it's ridiculous yeah. 
And it's like all he's eating every day is like a chicken breast and broccoli, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, it was like very. You hate food. thinking about it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. But what? what game. After the fight, what was your meal? Like, what did you stack up on? After the fight, uh, did you go like ham? Well, where was it? It was in Anaheim, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you get I, in and out? Yeah, I, there, there was none near me, but I, I'd had in and out in Vegas a bunch before. So, like, is it good? Yeah. It, so, what's seen He's a pro eater, so. <laughs> uh, I I like it more than Five Guys. I don't, it's a real good bang for your buck. You go <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's that's the biggest thing though. It's like it's a good burger for for like three three bucks or whatever it is, but it's only a burger for three bucks. You know, like. <laughs> so, oh, you don't. There's no fries or anything with it. Uh, oh, there are. <laughs> definitely are. Well, yeah. you didn't get just one burger. What'd you end up getting? I mean, I whenever I'm out on the West Coast, you don't have it out here. So I mean, I go off. I literally get like the max amount. Yeah. Is, is that what you did after the fight? You hit Denny's or something? No, I went somewhere good. Uh, I can't remember where. What? I went to this uh, a couple of like Lebanese food places. Oh, Wasim's Middle Eastern. Yeah, they do uh, like I don't know shawarma and stuff like that. Oh. I did uh, a dump a dumpling house too. Someone's got hi. All right, everyone's just got to make sure they talk onto their mic. Do you hear how there's less fizzy? Yeah. What, you went to a dumpling house? Went to a dumpling house. Uh, we, me, me and a couple of teammates spent, like, so much money on dumplings. <laughs> so, does your body, like, totally explode after that? Like, so you are got such a critical mass, and then as soon as you, like, break your strict eating habit, does your, do you gain weight like that? Yeah, it's tough too when I'm lifting, cause then like you lift and then you like you just get hungry all the time, and then like it's just like a bad combination for me, cause that, that's when I swell up. That's when I get to you know, one one eighty, like just just because I, I never I never get full, and, and then I just keep eating, keep lifting, keep training, whatever, and it, and so I think the fighting does kind of uh, you know rein me in in terms of of food and diet and all that. Has anybody ever recommended you do intermittent fasting? Uh, yeah, so the thing with intermittent fasting that, that, that I've been hearing is that it works great for somebody who isn't somebody who's already, like, limiting their, their cal- Um, So it would be, like, good for in, like, in between fights or whatever, you know, but in terms of a- actual uh, fight camp, like, losing weight, like, you need energy to fuel your body. So, like, if I train early in the morning, uh, you need carbs. Yeah, you, you need some, or not even carbs, just like some sort of like, like fast energy. Like I mean, it could be like amino acids or whatever, just to get your body going. Oh, do you drink aminos? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because you get an amino sponsor. No, so the the UFC just sent me a bunch the other day. So, oh, fire! Yeah, so I'm all good. What supplement company do they use? Uh, what's it called? Also, this crew neck is fire. Yeah. You see this one, Yeah. Shit's hard. You know, I just had a Reebok up on the show. Did you? Yeah, Reebok Boston. Tell them, uh, tell them hook it up. <laughs> My buddies just got those uh, 50% off uh, coupons over at the, the dry dock uh, location. So oh, they're doing 50 off at the dry dock? Yeah. Let's so, go. Yeah, no, but so, so I went there, and then I just happened to be up at Assembly Row, and uh, I, I looked at this stuff in Assembly Row. And so when you walk into Assembly Row, it says right off the bat, like, 60% off. Like <laughs> The sales are nuts, though. Yeah, so, but I was just like, oh, so like, I didn't really get 50% off mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> yeah, literally. What, what, yeah, Reebok runs wild deals at Assembly. Do you ever go to Assembly, Was? I do not. It's fire. It's really dope. Where's it at? 
<laughs> it's like probably three minutes from here. Yeah, it's not far at all. It's not far at all. some good food over there. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, we had a, a chef who went. Have you ever been to the smoke shop? You know, barbecue spot? No. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sh- yeah, the yeah. guy who owns it came up here, too. That's cool. Dude had meaty calves. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's like, well, he's like, imagine standing for 14 hours. <laughs> um, okay, so so you're now we're two weeks out or like week and a half week and a half out yeah. and how do you feel like energy level wise I feel, I feel real good i feel uh way better than i did last time i think last time how many weeks out was i when i came on your podcast probably like 20 days maybe yeah so i feel like i have more energy right now than i did uh you've you been know, 20, tw- days, 20 out? days out is that because it's not as extreme of a cut yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure i get to eat more i get to you know, as long as I'm working out and all that stuff, I'm, I'm good. Does your sleep change during the camp? Uh, I, I sleep better. I sleep better for sure, just because I'm training more, and, and so, so like I'll put my head on the pillow and I'll just I'll just go unconscious and then wake up and just be ready to do it again. I sleep really good when I when I train. Well, like six hours, seven hours, seven eight, yeah. Oh, you catching eight hours? Yeah. yeah. Are Are you exhausted when you go to bed? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like so some days it's a little less just because uh, you know, like I'll, if if my buddy wants to lift at seven in the morning, then, then I'll wake up early for that, and I won't usually won't be able to get the eight hours for there. That'll be more like six or seven. But uh, if if I get you know if I stop training at like eight, and then the next day I don't have to be in until ten, then I get the full eight hours of sleep. So I think Charles is like a little smaller than you. Yeah. How do you study film at this point? Like, do you, are you just watching YouTube videos? Does their camp send you something? Do you send them something? Well, we have a uh, fight pass, and so and then like ESPN Plus, we we gotta pay for. But uh, he hasn't had a fight on. But he's had a fight Plus. in like two years. Yeah, two years. So uh, he's he's a little trickier to study for just because of you know that gap that, that he's had. Uh, you you can you can change a lot in two years, and especially since he's been down at uh, Coconut Creek down at ATT. Which is a very good school, so I expect kind of a totally different Charles Rosa than than what is in the video. What What is his strength? I think he had mostly. He's a good grappler. He had most dis- decision wins as of late. Yeah, he's a good he's a good grappler, but uh, you know, tricky stand up. He's got like kind of like that sideways karate ish, uh, st- striking, but you know, like I said, that could be completely different now because he's he's. I think I saw he was in. Some of this on these in Thailand and this and that and this. So. Well, he he's a chef. Is you he know a that? chef? Yeah, he's a chef in Florida. And so oh. that w- it was like mad interesting to me. The you guys fighting is like a, and I don't want to misquote him because he's gonna come up here and like put me in a cripple cross face. But uh, <laughs> in, in a what? <laughs> that, that's a WWE signature. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? It was Chris Benoit's move. And so th- now I'm gonna sound C- cross like cross is like a wrestling. Move. A crippler crossface. Just a crossface. Do you know who Chris Benoit was? He's he's the guy that uh. He had the roid rage. Suicide, right? Yeah. yeah. And like I'm, he, you, I'm almost positive he used his finishing move on his fiance, to kill her. Honestly. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. Okay. Excuse <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <Shut>. <laughs> um, so. So, uh, <laughs> so, so does your game change at all? Like that you don't know him. Are you gonna come through with like some of these like Jamaican flying kicks and like spin Jamaican kicks? Jamaican flying kicks. Yeah, that one. Uh, you, you just outed me. Okay. <laughs> that, that was my plan to hit him with the Jamaican oh. flying kick. <laughs> but no, uh, 
all, all you can really do is fine tune what you're good at, find the way to implement it on as many styles as you can, and then you know just have a wide enough uh, knowledge of of who he is, how his team trains, you know what he's probably gonna do, and and then in the fight just do my best to adjust to it. And so how do how does your technique change now that you have ten more pounds on you? Uh, it's the same stuff except I could probably force more stuff on people. You're stronger. I, I feel stronger. Yeah. Because from like an outsider's perspective, the difference between 135 pounds and 145 pounds doesn't really seem like that big of a deal. Oh, it's a big. deal. I know in the yeah, UFC it's, it's a big deal. deal. Can you like elaborate on that? Yeah. No. I mean, I th- I don't know what exactly it is about about somebody. Ha- you know, like 10, 10 pounds makes a huge difference because. And, and everything. So say you shoot in on somebody and, and you're going to go like pick them up and they start hipping in towards the ground. Like you, f- you feel, you feel the weight that they're, you know, pushing onto you and every pound, I think, you know, it just makes it seem just so much heavier, so much heavier. I'm like punching power. It makes a huge difference then too. Like when I come in like a little thicker then it's, you know, I, I can literally just sit there mm-hmm. and just roll with punches, take them and then just, you know, throw a lot heavier than I usually throw when I'm, when I'm not, you know, one, 35 or are, are you faster uh I, I don't think i'm faster I, I just think i'm more powerful at, one, at 145 well see when was the last time you were 145 pounds man uh what what weight class would wasim fight in uh, i'll tell you i'm six feet 270 pounds 270 <laughs> yeah you'd be a heavyweight yeah you should go over to the gym uh, honestly they don't they don't have big dudes to train with 205 yeah, honestly i actually love hitting the speed bag and like when so, when my cousin was around and he'd hold up the pad what, what's him grip the mic for there you go yeah. when my cousin's around and uh he'd like hold up the pads and he'd do he'd teach me some boxing combinations that shit's so fun yeah. i mean i think i think that, that that's like actually that was around like two and a half years ago now and that was the best i've ever felt like those workouts you just feel amazing after you sh- you should go over to the gym. Like, is, is, would that be a benefit for you in the camp to have to fight with a bigger dude, or are you tr- are you training with someone that's the same exact body type? Uh, I mean, in general, it's it's always good to, you know, like so. It, for example, like if you if you're picking up bigger dudes all day, and then you get into a fight, and then the, the guy's smaller, you're like, oh, all right, like I, I can just pick him up easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of you know, you do want somebody that's very similar to the style of the guy that you're that you're fighting but you know it's all kind of arbitrary stuff like it makes no difference yeah yeah so so the fight's now like 10 days out when do you just stop training entirely and rest uh the last a couple of days i'll be mostly cutting the weight so so i think like the last maybe four or five days that's when I'll be like focusing only on, on, on shedding the weight off and you know like sweating a lot and all that stuff. So uh, I, don't, I don't like have a problem with sparring and moving around and stuff like that, but I just don't want to get hurt. I feel you, especially when you're like you know uh, cutting weight and all that stuff because you get a little weaker. Well, yeah. Does everyone else in the gym go easier on you because they know you have yeah, a fight coming yeah, up? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's kind of like not hitting Tom Brady in practice. Yeah, exactly. Time. You don't want to like you know <laughs> ruin a paycheck for me. Yeah, so we're, for this fight, did you renegotiate a contract? Or is it the same booster contract from last time? It was the same one as last time. Okay. Same one as last time. So I think this is the second fight of uh, 
of that contract. So after this, we'll have two more. Four fight contract, right? Four fights, yes, sir. And then after the f- fourth fight, you you consider. So after the third one, I can re- renegotiate again. Okay, so not this one, but the next one. Yeah, yeah. And so normally, will you be able to ask for more? No. Well, if you know, it depends how many fights you have. Depends how how well you do. Uh, all that stuff. So you. Because you missed weight, did you have to give bread to the other fighter? Is that how it works? Uh, that that was some some stuff. I, uh, probably just <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. But you're getting this catching the same check for this one. Yes. Yes, sir. But haven't you worked on new sponsorships for yourself? Like, are you getting bread from that? Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> so I've been trying to get a little bit better with the you know like the the networking and the. Uh, Taking advantage well, of the situation. Well, you got hooked up with my guys, though, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. influencer game. Yeah, for sure. For the sure. video was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you I'm, did a video I'm, every I'm, day, I'm, Robbie. I, I'm not a great actor. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> it was like, yo, when you well, get lost in the booty. Well, no, the thing is, he, uh, <laughs> uh, like, Aki, like, he's so good at, like. His brain is content, well, dude. No, but, 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 well, that, but he's also so good at, like, like acting. Like, like he was trying to, so, I think the thing was, like, the girl would walk by and then like our, our necks would like snap. And so like I did some stupid generic like ah like fall down. He he started doing this like like he started like hyperventilating and like his eyes started twitching and he and, like he was like holding his face. I was like, How how can you act that well? Well dude, I sometimes think I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding every day. But that guy Aki's brain is on full speed yeah. all the time. Like yeah, he has millions smart. of ideas. Smart kid, yeah, for sure. Very creative. Was that fun for you crossing over into that world? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It, it's fun because it's so like different. <laughs> it's so different than than you know like the gym and, and fighting and all that. But you know, a lot of it do, is is very similar. Like this guy Israel Adesanya fought uh, last Saturday for you know against Robert Whitaker in Australia, and so he walked out and he and he did like this whole like choreographed dance routine and then like you know in the cage he's doing all sorts of little like. I don't know hand gestures and stuff like this that kind of like like move into his brand, but and, and like for, I don't know for me growing up fighting it was kind of never really like that and it was never really about any of that stuff. But what do you mean like showmanship? Uh, yeah, showmanship for sure. But you know, watching like Aki and, and seeing how he's like okay, like this would get a lot of views because it would. Because it would apply to this kind of person, that kind of person, that kind of person, and then we can just like like push it towards these people. I, I don't know. It, like with social media now, it's it's really interesting to see how they can go like hand in hand. What that it's like very calculated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's calculated, and uh, you know, like a certain a certain kind of like brain can can just like tap into that and be like, all right, like uh, this is gonna work because of this, mm-hmm. and and you know, they're right. <laughs> For me, I could be like, oh, like, this, this is going to be a funny Facebook post, and then... This and is then a funny then, meme. And then it's not. <laughs> I know. It, it's interesting. Like, that's what I was talking with Robbie about. I was like, yo, bro, you should, for bread, like, just go to companies and consult for them because like it's such a weapon to understand how to make like engaging content. Yeah. Because think of how many hours will you be on your phone today? Two, three. Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Imagine like understanding how to make content that everybody wants to watch. It's such a weapon. Well, and the thing is, it's so simple sometimes. Like the stuff he was saying was was, you know, like things that 
you see that or like most of the videos are, are things that happen to you like every day but you, you wouldn't think to like just be like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna single this out and then make this into a video and there was the video you made did they say they were tailoring it for tiktok or instagram tiktok i believe yeah they're heavy on the tiktok yeah did you get one yet yeah yeah i started doing it let's go manny i just i just put up uh sparring clips Let's go. Uh, yeah, You're yeah. getting heavy on the contest. My God. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> After the last fight, I f- has it been easier for you to like pick up on things to help build your business? Like, did, was there anything on the business end you learned from the last one into this one? Um, well, I, I was around a lot of those fighters that, you know, I was around like Diaz. I was around uh, Romero. Uh, what a card. DC. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch of crazy people out there. And just seeing how they kind of, they, they, they almost act different. You know, they, they act like, uh, like, like Pettis walks around with his Gucci, like his Gucci glasses and, and, his, and his like fancy. That's kind of his brand yeah. though, right? Yeah, but, but then like I'll, I'll go talk to him and, and he, you know, super nice guy, like very cool. Like he, he won't like ignore you just because, he, you know, he, he's Gucci'd out and you're not. <laughs> and so... Like you said, it's his brand. So, so seeing how he he could kind of like turn it on and off is is pretty interesting. I always thought that if you if if you portray yourself as that person, that person better be who you who you are, you know. Yeah, and just because then you can't fake it. Yeah, yeah, but I think, some I think people want a persona. Some line, right? some people want a persona though. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. I, I think I think that's become big in the past couple of years. I think With like McGregor. Co- Connor, yeah. Connor really kind of boosted that up. Have you ever thought of like what a persona would look like for you if you were to build one up? Uh, I couldn't see you doing it, bro. Yeah, honestly, you could have couldn't. I yeah. couldn't see you doing yeah, it. No, no I, I don't think I'd be very good at it. <laughs> you just want to be a good fighter. Right? You want to be a great fighter. I just, I just want to do the stuff that I like to do, and then not like, <laughs> not force anything. Exactly. I mean. Ultimately, is that persona? Can we make that persona? Well, I think we could make Manny Hands a persona. Manny Hands. Like, like we should just do a YouTube series. You just like walking like down popular areas of Boston and just getting people in chokeholds. Yeah, that sounds like a court case. <laughs> like, yo, bro, you wanna you wanna fight a UFC fighter for free, bro? Just sign this non-disclosure, dog. All right, cool. Just, right, just sign non-disclosure. Um. So, right now, on, like, a mental tip, like, obviously, we're here doing an interview, but, like, when you were driving here, what were you thinking of? Like, are, are you all thinking about the fight? Are you not thinking about the fight? I was thinking how much I hated the traffic. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that. <laughs> some of traffic. Uh, no, I don't know. It's kind of regular for me now. It's not, like, you know, like, right before you go to work, you don't, you know, stress out about work or anything. You think about everything else but work. Yeah, but you're in a you're in an interesting situation though because like your big moment happens. I mean, this is coming like only eight weeks after the last one, right, or six mm-hmm. weeks. But your big moment happens only a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, it's still it's the same thing I do every day though. You know, it's just in a on a bigger stage. Um, you feel more polished now. Like, do you feel like you're, like, stepping into your role more as, like, a yeah, professional UFC yeah, fighter? Yeah, no, I, I, f- I definitely feel comfortable. When, when I walk out, I don't really get, you know, like, the, f- the first fight, I got, like, pretty locked up. Um, last fight, I don't think I performed as well as I could, but I 
don't think I was like nervous. I don't think it was because I froze up. Um, Can I be honest? I thought you won. Yeah, but I mean, I also I don't, I, I don't like winning in a way that's controversial. I'd rather just you know like e- either win or not. <laughs> yeah. So so like when 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 he's like if if he squeezes a win by and he's excited about it, like it's kind of like not. It's not something I like. Don't the, the you rather that, dominate? Yeah, the the only thing that kind of affects me there is like the the paycheck. I'd rather you know get paid, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, like in terms of like uh like uh me feeling satisfied internally, I think if 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 it's a if it's a close fight and then and then I and then I lose or I win, I'm not gonna be happy with it either way. So I always got really kind of like uh, whenever people w- would would be all excited over winning a, like a super close fight. Yeah, but were you on a tip you're like, yo, I'm undefeated, so like uh, I don't want to have a blemish on my record. Uh, do, do you really think about that or no? I mean, it's it's inevitable, you know. If if, if you want to get to a point where I want to get to in the sport, like you're gonna have wins, you're gonna have losses. It's not, it's not, it's not you're gonna stand defeated for forever, you know. How how important did you think being undefeated was to keep getting contracted fights it's it's that uh you know it's the popularity thing it's the uh it's, it's like a marketing tool for the ufc for 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 me personally like it's you know it's money versus versus you know like the actual character of of, of the sport for for me it didn't really it didn't really matter to me personally for me it matters in terms of like making more money or getting better fights mm-hmm. or being marketed more um you know, I, like th- there's always gonna be somebody better than you. There's always gonna be somebody that could could beat you, if not at, at fighting as a whole in, in a certain aspect of it. You know, there's always gonna be somebody bigger, faster, better. Do you want a rematch for his head, dude? I mean, I I feel like I'm good enough to beat him. You know, I, I don't think he. I don't really want a rematch. I don't like, <laughs> you don't, I don't, you're like, bored like, of like, it. You no, know, well, for for me, like in my head, I know I. C- I feel like I could have beat him, and I feel like I could have beaten him handedly if if I came in, you know, like like the right way. But I also don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, like give me a rematch, like I haven't mm-hmm. done anything, and and it's still just like begging for rematches. Like the fight happened, I, I know how it went, I know how it could have gone, I know that it could have ended worse, could ended better. Um, took it out, man. Yeah, everyone does. Took it, yeah, just move on with it. It's not, it's not a big deal. What was your mood like after the loss? And then, like, what was your mood like when you got the call? Like, yo, shit, I'm about to fight at UFC Boston. Yeah, no, after a loss, I mean, I wasn't happy I lost, you know. But, uh, like I said, like, it, it happened. So I was like, all right, we're going to go get food. I'm going to go hang out for a bit. You you weren't that injured either, right? No, no. I think I threw up, but I threw up because I was, like, exhausted. You were tired as hell. <laughs> yeah, I was t- I'm always tired as Well, hell. dude, you looked like Jack the Pumpkin King, the skeleton. I was like, whoa. Who? <laughs> Dude. Well, who's that? You got your phone on you? No, look, look. It's, up, it's up there. Yeah. When you get after this, look up Jack the Pumpkin King. Yeah, well, see, you can look it up. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Alright. But, but, yeah, so, are, were you, is it like a depressive phase after you lose and you're like, yo, this sucks? And are you like really dwelling on it? Or do you turn the gears and are like, okay, let's get ready for the next thing? I I really don't even think about I don't really think about it. I think about the things that I could have done better I think about the things that went wrong and I just try my best to fix it you know mm-hmm. um, I, try, I try to like make it so that the situations that made me lose don't happen again 
I'm not like depressed about it. <laughs> like like I said, like losses happen. Everybody everybody takes losses. And uh, you so you're know, not one of those dudes who just like totally internalizes it. Yeah, like no, well, I don't think it changes me. I don't think it changes me as a fighter, as a person, nothing like that. I think I'm the same. Because you know, I, I think if you start dwelling on it, that's when it affects you. Like you know, you get out there and you're like, oh my god, I can't lose again. I can't lose again. I can't lose again. And then you you know start like like making stupid mistakes because you're thinking about it so much. Um, you know. It, it, just part of the yeah, game. Yeah, no, I mean, you lose in basketball, you're not going to take it personally, right? Well, I'm a pretty sore loser. Yeah. So, it's what, like three weeks, the fight's over, right? Yeah. You're just like, I'm sure just like kind of... Just eating. Yeah, eating, <laughs> to relaxing, yeah. digesting. Are you... Did you get a call from the UFC? Did you know they were going to contract you? No, I, I got a text from my manager. Um, you got a manager now? Yeah, he, he's always he's always like helped me. He's he's so I, I get a coach and then I get like a manager that kind of like deals with the business stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've worked with him since my first fight mm-hmm. in the UFC. Um, but yeah, no, no. So so he, I I was just like sitting around eating and with a couple friends, and then I get the text saying, uh, "Do you want to fight?" Uh, October 18th TD Garden against Charles Rosa and I was like yeah, yeah sure yeah I was like yeah sure put my sandwich away <laughs> That's I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding I ate my sandwich but <laughs> but uh, yeah no and and so what was that like what is that like dude That that's like a moment like I, if I were you I'd be like yo that was the most incredible high of all time no it was definitely sick um my parents haven't been able to see me fight in the UFC like live in person. So just bring the mic a little closer. My parents haven't been able to see me fight live in person for the UFC. So I, you know, first thing I thought was, all right, cool, they get to come watch me fight. Um, I I knew my friends and family were gonna bring a huge crowd too. So oh yeah, is your family gonna be fat at the, the yeah, TD? Probably. Yeah, How many people? Uh, I don't know. I got too many cousins to count. No way. You got a big family. <laughs> huge family. So so how much are tickets right now? Do you know? Well, yeah, you don't care. Uh, It'll probably sell out. Yeah, dude. no. Everybody's been, okay. everybody's been asking me for tickets. I'm like, dude, they gave me four tickets. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure Matt yeah, feels yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, bro, can yeah, I get in for free? Can yeah, I get in locker room? And, and and that's that's all I got. I just get the tickets they gave me, and that's it. <laughs> yo, what song did you come out to in the last fight? Oh, it was my Mexico loco. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought yeah, that was yeah, hard, that dude. Was funny, yeah. What, what are you gonna come out to this time? Do you know? I I didn't think about it. It's come, usually like uh, <laughs> come out to some Adam Hanna, bro. He's gonna walk me out. Everyone's like, what? That would be so funny. <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, have him go heady with the acoustic and have him walk in. And, <laughs> have him walk and, and into the half, ring. And then halfway through, he turns into like a heavy metal. Like <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> He's a good kid. I'm, He's a great I, dude. I, I saw him perform at uh, Capo a couple weeks ago. Kills it, bro. He Killed he, it. Murdered it. He's real. He was really, really smart. Um, when we had left school, he was like, "Dude, I, I, I know the good bars in Boston. I like, I know the ones I gotta get into." Yeah, quality. Yeah, Capo's great, dude. Yeah. Horsefly. It's a good sign. Good things looking up. All right, listen. This might be for content. I'm sending this to, to a new editor, Ben Ross. So I want you to just give me. Listen, you're 25 years old, right? 
I mean, look a little excited, man. What's oh, wrong with yeah, you, bro? Yeah, yeah. No, I was listening to your question. <laughs> All right, so you're 25 <laughs> years old, right? Okay. You dream about being a professional UFC fighter, and now you're fighting at the TD Garden. I want you to give me like 20 seconds of motivational talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25, living my dream. What is it like, man? People want to hear stuff like this, dude, you know? Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> do you, you, do you spot. believe in uh, manifestation? Like like you believe in it, it's going to happen? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, that helps you with um, staying in it. I think I told you last, uh, one, one of the couple times I came before, like, the, the, the reason I'm where I, where I am in the sport is just because I didn't quit, you know? So... I think it's, you know, I, I've seen plenty of people that were better than me, stronger than me, faster than me, uh, picked it up quicker than me. And the reason that they're not where I am and I am where I am is just because I, I you know, I kept training. I kept coming every day. I kept, you know, trying to figure out the problems in, in my head by myself, like with my coaches. Um, I used all the resources that were given to me, you know, with, with my gym, social sport fighting. And uh, it just, it, it's just commitment. Like, you, you, you either you either want it and then you're going to get you're going to get it just because you want it so bad or you're just going to you know like let it move on and waste an opportunity just because you you can't focus on that one thing that you want to you know like achieve in how did you have you always been disciplined how did you develop it I I think this because I saw when I was 13 you know so just ingrained in you yeah yeah so I think that uh, I picked it up because I because I liked it so much you know uh, like I, I would come back, like I would go to school, and then at school I would just be like, I don't want to be here. Like this is this isn't what You'd I want to do. You'd be like looking at someone else's test. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, uh, okay, I don't know math. I don't understand any of this accounting stuff. But but then like I, I would like get out of school and then, and and then come to the gym and then it's like, oh, all my friends are here. Like we're, we're fighting each other. This is fun. This is physical. This is uh, you know, it, it's entertaining. It, it's, it's what I wanted to do. So. That's what kept me, you know, consistently going. It kept me training. It kept me. The fact you loved it. Get, getting better, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Young Tony Robbins with the yeah, motivation advice. Robbins, that yeah, was great. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> well, you wanted me to start from scratch, and I was like, all right. Here's another possible content question. So, UFC doesn't really have an ageism to it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't necessarily have to start when you're 18. Do you think there's promise for people who are starting in their 20s fighting in their 20s can they still develop a professional career uh yeah yeah um so the thing is that a a lot of these younger kids are are developing habits you know so whether they're good habits or bad habits um growing up doing it you're gonna have a different you know like like a different reaction to, to the things that happen um I do think there's promise for for kids in their 20s, you know, like if you're if you're a good athlete, if if you've wrestled before, if you've had you know any any form of experience, um it shouldn't be too hard for you to acclimate it and and you know as long as you like busting your ass, trying trying all the time. Like I've seen I've seen guys train for 2 years and and become, you know, pretty good fighters. Um but you you have to keep on training. You have to keep on like getting better if if you want to achieve that. I don't think there's like a necessarily like a um blueprint for yeah a good there, there isn't a blueprint for 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 the for the kind of fighter that 
you know, it's going to last forever. There isn't a, a, an ideal fighter, like maybe John Jones, but like John Jones is, you know, like he's, he's, he's super long. He's wingspan. Yeah, super long wingspan, can, can strike, can wrestle, can, you know. Grew up with two NFL brothers. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're 20 and you get those genetics, then you're, you're probably going somewhere, you know. Well, dude, Greg Hardy's fighting on your card. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. You got to get out of here. No, no, no. I was just. Well, dude, Greg, you know Greg Hardy was a—he's a DN for the Cowboys. Dude, he's a monster. He's yeah, fighting he's, on this he's card. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. I, I watched him fight in uh, Mass, uh, no, uh, Brooklyn. Oh, scary dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a big guy, big guy. And so he—I uh, think he was like having like a little bit of a tough time with the, with a guy he was fighting. Like I watched a couple of his fights. I could be mixing up the fights, but yeah, I see him have trouble a couple times, and then he'll just like land that rear hand of his and like. Like just put people out, put people to sleep. But, you know, it's, it's the genetics, I think. been seeing a lot of that, though. A lot of, uh, like, ex-pro athletes transitioning into the UFC or at least trying. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a much newer sport, you know, and I feel like the, uh, especially, like, heavyweights and stuff like that, it's not as uh, as deep as, as like, like, how many people want to be NFL players? How many people want to be, you know, basketball players? Like, it's just a little tougher to to get into that. If, if you haven't started super young. How important is it for you? Obviously, like, this is so far out, but how important is it for you to start developing, like, more youth fighting in Massachusetts? I think... Uh, and ha- make sure kids have access to yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I think Mass in the Northeast has, you know, a, a lot of, like, good schools. I think that there's also a lot of, like, untapped potential. I think there's, like, it's, it's not like a sport that's... Like, as we go to California... Uh, with my years, like everybody's always like, "Oh, you train, oh, you fight, oh, you this, oh, you that," and and here, like people, people, you know, have very like noticeable years, but it's not nearly as much here. But I just think it's because the sport isn't as um, like popular here. So commercially, I yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a uh, if if it's a it's something because like there's enough schools and, and people don't do it, or people just aren't interested <coughs> here. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but well, I think one thing is like the most popular youth sport in Mass is soccer, just because every yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. youth soccer, yeah, just because every town offers it. Yeah, yeah like so. did you grow up in Eastie or Abington? Uh, so I was in Eastie till I was 11, and then Abington. But both that. those towns offered youth soccer, right? I I didn't play it in uh in, in Eastie. I played it in. In Abington, so that's when I started. But I'm I'm sure EC did have a program though. I could see you being nasty, nasty yeah. striker. Yeah, I was pretty pretty good at soccer actually. If you were to quit UFC totally, what do you think you'd be nice at? Food Yelp reviews. You guys should start a tag team. Have <laughs> Wasim test and you do all the writing. I, I, I saw a disappointment in your face when I said that. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the sport. <laughs> Would you want to start like a totally separate business from UFC, from MMA? Uh, I do want to open a gym one day, but I also do like other stuff too. <laughs> I know, but like, is there anything that piques your interest right now that you're like, yo, I, I I could see myself like maybe dabbling in that or trying that. Uh, like like sports or anything. I think I think I would be a good bartender. <laughs> High hopes over high here hopes, for me. <laughs> well, yeah, you. Uh, does the restaurant industry? Well, one thing that's gonna happen is this: is what we talked about last time, dude. Is like 
you're going to be like 50 and like you're going to like try out other stuff and then you're going to become like a psycho competitor in that stuff too. Yeah. I think it's when I find it, it'll just, you know, it'll just click. click. Yeah. I'm not. How is that? Do you like the rocket yeah, fuel? That's really good. Yeah. It's definitely rocket fuel. Hey, Wasp, you, you having fun? Yeah. All right. I want to hear your question. <coughs> so my question is so. Pull the mic down and like grip it. You'll hear yourself sound loud on it. Yeah, that's better. All right, so obviously when you get to a professional level, uh, you have to start analyzing your opponent's tendencies across every sport, whether that's like basketball, baseball, you know what pitch is coming, you know what, you know the James Harden step back's coming. So how do you, like in a fight, like, uh, or in a fight where you're getting hit, how do you maintain that level of focus of, uh, or that balance of being instinctive and doing what you know versus actually understand okay i think based off what i'm seeing right now this is going to come this counter is going to come or something does yeah. that make sense yeah um <coughs> good so question gr- growing up doing it you start to be to be able to to you know like it's so like different kinds of punches right like so some guys will hit you and, and it doesn't feel like anything other guys will hit you and there's a little sting to it and there's like another kind of like then there's like a certain kind of guy that'll hit you and it's like all right, I can't take any of these punches because that'll, that'll put me asleep. So, I think the first step is usually, you know, like assuming he's not the, the third kind of puncher, um, being able to 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 take the information that they're not gonna put you put you asleep immediately, and, and just you know, be like, okay, now I can start like kind of picking my shots, seeing what they're throwing, uh, moving certain ways, and then trying to trick them. Um, you taking yourself. Out of that, it, it's a little bit, you know, it, it's difficult. It's, it's actually, it's not as difficult as, as you think it is because you grow up doing it, you know. And so under the lights, it, it does make it harder, but it's still the same thing, you know. Like like if, if, if you, uh, let's say, you know, imagine like dancers, like choreographed dancers, like they have that whole routine, like you just mapped out, but it's going to be just a little tougher when the camera's on you, but they're still going to be able to do it because it's second nature to them. Did that answer your question? Yeah. No, that's, that's good work. Yeah, for Thank sure. you. Uh, okay, listen. I want to talk a little business about how you negotiated, how you're negotiating sponsors now. Like, how do you do it? Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? So and also, where's my T-shirt? Where's my Mason T-shirt? Yeah, so... Um, what the hell, bro? <laughs> yeah. So... T-shirts are coming. They okay. come in next week. Uh, just the, print, the printing was a little late. We had to get all the sponsors laid out a certain way. But um, in terms of sponsors coming to me, it kind of depends, honestly. So, like, w- with the T-shirts, we were doing we – kind of, it was kind of like something more to fund for, for, for Mason. So, uh, as for, you know, a price for, for the slot on the back and then uh, for each shirt, I'm just going to, you know, donate some of that to, to Mason – who, uh, if you guys don't know who Mason is, he's my, uh, so one of my training partners, uh, Mark Jovi, he's always been like super awesome to me. He's like a great guy. Uh, always helps me out when, when I'm in need. And he has a son named, named Mason and Mason grew up, you know, with, with, with a, basically a tumor on his brain and he's had it for his whole life. And he's always just had like a super positive outlook on, on everything. He's been, How old is he? Uh, right now I think, I believe he's like 14, 15, but he um like I remember one, like one weekend uh, I, like I, I, I looked on Facebook and I saw like Mark had said that he had gone through like two or three brain surgeries in like two or three days like just like crazy stuff 
And so I went and visited him at the hospital, and he was just, you know, like, <laughs> like he he was obviously like not in the not feeling that great after having those, those surgeries, but he he was you know talking, and he was just like super positive attitude, and it was just like something that inspired me a lot. But um, you know, so I'm trying to 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 raise a little bit of money for him. I'm trying to make sure that his his medical bills get, you know, not I can cover them, but like give him some bread. Yeah, yeah, give him some support. Uh, in terms of the sponsors, though. Okay, so yeah, I'll snag a shirt. How much? Yeah, I'm doing $25 a shirt. Yo, yeah. bro, it's kind of steep. Yeah. No, that's yeah. right. Bro, I'll buy two shirts. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and so then, uh, in terms of, like, other sponsors, like, if it's, like, a, a sponsor that wants me to do, like, a different kind of uh, advertising for them or, or they, they have an idea that they want to pitch to me, like, you know, we could do that on the side and figure out what, what it is they want to do and how much that's going to cost. So, yeah, can so like for instance, let's say I, I approach you as a sponsor, I'm like, yo, dude, I would love to like put a golden deer on your gloves for when you fight. Is that something you can do or no? No, no, because like Reebok and the UFC is very, uh, you know, they're very stringent on, on, on what you can put up there. Um, they used to have like, you know, the customizable shorts and they, they got rid of those. Like, guys were coming in with like this, this one brand that I remember is Condom Depot. And the guys would have it right on their butts. Condom Depot was cutting the check. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I don't think that uh, maintained with the image that the UFC was trying to put up. They're looking like NASCAR cars. Yeah, With exactly, all the brands exactly. and stuff. I, I thought they were kind of cool. Like You get all your sponsors on your shorts and stuff. But. Dude, I love how NASCAR does that. How the cars are all tricked out. Like there's an Affleck yeah. car and then there's like an M&M's car. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like that with the shorts, but... <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's a different life. <laughs> All right. Hey, I want you to give a, a quick plug and quick promo for the fight. Um, and then we'll get you new new shirt. New shirts. Nice. How much for those? 100 bucks. 100 bucks. That's a little steep. It's <laughs> all right, dog. It's a little steep. Yeah, no. So uh, I'll be fighting Oct- Friday, October 18th down at the TD Garden. For the UFC, UFC Boston, the main events, Chris Weidman versus Dominic Reyes. And we have a bunch of local talent on the, on that fight. Um, Joe Lozon's fighting. Joe Lozon's fighting on there. Calvin, K- uh, no, no, Calvin got moved, actually. But Cal Bokniak, uh, Randy Costa, um, myself. Charles Rose Char- is local, Char- too. Charles Rose is local, yeah. <laughs> Charles, I'm unbiased, bro. Don't kill me when you come up. But, uh, actually, no, he... I, so I was doing an interview the other day, and, and and the guy had just finished an interview with Charles and said that he was saying some nice stuff. So, so we'll talk nice stuff about Charles. I'm hoping to try out some of his cooking. <laughs> oh, that's a shot, Charles. <laughs> <It's> a sh- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But uh, <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, yeah. And so in terms of my team, uh, social sport fighting, rugged Arcs fitness, and cage sentence have always, you know, uh, been helping me out every fight camp I've had for the UFC. And even before that, they, they, they've been, you know, looking out for me. So, shout out to them. And yeah, shout out to you, Doug. Shout out to you. You're a great guy. Gold, Golden Deer Productions. Let's do, let's do 100 podcasts. 100? Well, yeah. I want to do it for every fight, bro. I think it'd be yeah. cool to document yeah, how you go up. Let's go. Let's do that. So, listen. With that being said, Wasim, you have fun today? I did. Thank you. you. Thank you for your help. No problem. There's a little, there's a little bit of a hiss on the mics, but I'm going to have them EQ it in post. But listen... This is how we start in the episode. You know, if you don't know by this point, Manny Hands, me and you got an issue, dude. You got the 
table you sign in or what happened to that table? We, we got a new table. You got a new one? What happened to the old one? I honestly do not know where it is. It's <laughs> I got it. It's kind of a crisis, dude. <laughs> I I brought it here. It disappeared. I'm looking for it. <laughs> dude, that table's a big deal. It's like, fucking, it's like 115 signatures dude. on that thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got a new one. <laughs> Nonetheless, but do you know how we start and end this? Remember, this is my golden hour. That was my, golden, my golden hour. hour. That was my golden hour. I say it, one, say it one more time in completion. So you don't remember. Damn, that yeah. weight cut's really getting to you, John. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, listen. Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez. You shorties know who I am. <laughs> and this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez. And that was my golden hour. You you remember this, bro. Okay, I got this. All right. Wasim. I'm going to, after this is done, I'm just going to give you one of these. And you just got to hit that space bar, okay? Do not touch it yet, though. Let's say it one more time. I'm going to say, yo, Wasim, cut. And you're just going to hit the space bar. Okay. Not yet, though. Okay. Ready? Okay, whenever you're ready, dog. And also, you're a great guy. You're a great guy. I can't wait to get, I want to start training again. Yeah, yeah. So, right, right after this fight. Okay. I'm ready. Crazy. So, Right now, did, <laughs> yeah. he, did he hit space? No, he's not supposed to hit space. You're yeah. supposed to stay a thing yet. Oh, okay. All right. This is Manny Bermudez, and this is my golden hour. Well, it's actually this is your diamond hour. It's your third one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Manny Bermudez, and this is my golden hour. Your my diamond hour. All right. uh, okay. We'll <laughs> blow it this one more time. This is Manny Bermudez, and this is my diamond hour. And then? And then this is Manny Bermudez, and that was my diamond hour. Well executed from an intellect. I'm an intellect. Space.